The audio you are about to hear has been extracted from a YouTube live. Peace, Truth Tribe. If you're a returning subscriber, you know why I'm calling you Peace, Truth Tribe. But if you are new to my channel, welcome, peace. I'm author, counselor, and coach Zara Harrison, helping you remember that love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. And I will explain to Truth Tribe why I haven't been on YouTube doing lives in about a month. Very briefly, if you're on my email list, you already got the email, so you know. But I didn't really say anything on YouTube, even though I've had some stuff scheduled. But some of y'all been, okay, I'm going to hold that off for the True Tribe because some people are here specifically for this video, whether they're watching it live or they're going to watch the replay. And they're like, girl, just tell me what I need to know. Woman, tell me what I need to know. Peace, Shantae Jones. So how to fix lack of communication in relationships. I sent, speaking of emails, I sent an email out earlier today and uh, it was scheduled, but it went out today. And the premise of the email was that we teach people how to treat us, right? And so like we get what we allow. And I just came back from the store not too long ago from the grocery store. And um, I went from never being helped having an incredibly frustrating experience often, like a lot of mental gymnastics going on in this grocery store tripping and just not enjoying it, just not having a pleasant experience to today leaving smiling. And when I sat with that experience, I said, wow, this is such a visual that can help us understand communication. So how did I go from having pretty much like a miserable experience to an enjoyable experience where I left laughing and smiling today? How did that happen? This lesson that I received is something that will help you in your relationship and in interpersonal relationships, whether it is romantic or it is family or marriage or whatever it is. Peace, Acacia. Peace, Tiffany. So let's talk about it. The thing that made this trip to the grocery store so exhausting was not necessarily the people in the store. When you are the foreigner, because I'm currently on the continent of Africa, you are the foreigner, right? The signs are not in your language. The uh, When I go to the store, sometimes I don't know what something is because I can't read the product because the product description is written in another language. I'm very big on reading ingredients, knowing what's inside of my food. If that's written in another language, it's already hard enough when you're trying to find your ingredients, but if that's written in another language, that complicates it a lot. Then sometimes there are um, expiration dates on products that expire and I can't figure out when it expires because I can't read the language. So you want to talk about communication issues, try living in a foreign land, traveling to a foreign land, visiting a foreign land, going to a different land that is not your native land or where you're from and try to communicate, try to get around, try to go from point A to B when you don't understand the signs, you can't read the language, the products are not in your um, 
your language, the expiration dates, you can't figure them out and you got to feed your children. And yes, they have apps that help that process along, but sometimes the app is even wrong, like especially if stuff is smudged and they can't read it, right? So this is why going to the grocery store was becoming so complicated for me. It was becoming such a task, like mental gymnastics, because not only am I having to try to find food that is native to our tongue, like that we're used to eating, that we know how to eat, I'm also having to go through all of these different communication barriers to shop just to get food. And it can be incredibly challenging. So I try to do my grocery shopping in the morning. Uh, I just like to use the word new light instead of morning because I don't want to mourn when I get up, right? But in the new light, in the new day, like earlier in the day, I try to get my shopping done. But if I have a lot on my plate for that day, I have to wait until the end of the day to go to get shopping done. So more likely than not, I'm pretty exhausted already mentally by the time I go to the store. So you can imagine if I'm mentally exhausted from helping people online, you know, private and private coaching sessions that I have with people in my boot camp right now. Um, doing other work not work i'm not doing workshops right now but like a social club that i do with young with youth it requires a lot of energy mental energy so when you're an introvert like me i know it doesn't seem like it when i'm on here but there's nobody in the room so it's like hey you know i can do that I don't, i'm not really seeing y'all in person but in real life people drain me like i don't like a lot of crowds and people it's just a, it's a lot for me right so when I'm done with my day, my mind is a little tapped out. By the time I go to the grocery store, I don't want another hurdle, right? So I go into this grocery store and I'm just like, here we go. I got to figure out what's what, figure out what we going to eat that I can understand when we already eat a very specific diet and make sure it don't expire or it hasn't expired already when I, when I buy it, right? Um, and so I go into the place and I'm just wanting it to be less complicated. And we often feel like that in our relationships, like, yo, that's a straight relationship status. I don't know if it is now, but I, I don't, I'm not on Facebook anymore, but on Facebook, it had something like, uh, it's complicated as the relationship status It's complicated. Why? Cause I can't communicate with you. Like we just can't get. You know, so I'm going into this store and all of these communication barriers is complicated. I don't want nothing else complicated. So I started to kind of dread going in the store and I asked the most high to help make this experience less complicated, less stressful. And one of the things that he started showing me was the barriers in communication was causing the stress. So I get all my food. Um, I get to the register and I made it like I made it through all of the challenges and the complications and communication barriers, right? By the time I get to the register, I'm just ready to check out and go. But sometimes when they do the food, when they bag the food, they don't put it in the bag for you. They'll put it on top of the bag. And then they kind of rush you in this particular store, rush you out of the way. And they're already ringing up the next person when I didn't even finish getting my stuff. 
that's like, okay, bro, we just, we ain't gonna have no like manners. So then that's another level, right? So I'm like, you don't want to live in a hypervigilant state where you're rushing everywhere. Like, oh, so I'll just take my time. But then the other person will get upset because they like get out of the way. But I'm not going to move at your pace. I'm going to move at a healthy pace for myself. So I'm not walking around here anxious all the time, right? So even that is a temptation when it comes to communication because they're wanting me to hurry up. But I know that when I live life always in a rush, I'm going to have anxiety and I don't want to have anxiety. So you're going to have to wait. But then there now there's the attitude, not just with the reg the cashier, but with the person behind you. So that's another level. Then once I bag my stuff, whether they bag it or I bag it, the front of the store is like these steps, right? And so it's a family of five of us. So I don't normally have just one or two bags. When I go shopping, usually the minimum, like food shopping, it's like maybe 20 25 bags because I like to get stuff, you know, in bulk so I can feed everybody three times a day. Right. So I get all this stuff in the cart. Then I have to figure out how I'm going to get this cart down the stairs. Cause I could either take everything out the cart and then walk to where I can get my Uber or I can try to just cart down the steps, which is annoying and taxing on my body. Um, or I can do that. There's also this little ramp that I can go down. But when you go down the ramp, because I always have like some kind of flats shoes on, it's very slippery. So I'll be like sliding, like sliding down the thing and the cart can let go. So this experience should not be this complicated. And that's the same thing in our relationships, right? This should not be this complicated, but it'd be that complicated sometimes, right? Because why? There's a communication barrier. Something needs to be fixed. So I'm exhausted, I'm mental gymnastics, I'm frustrated, fed up, don't wanna do this no more. Don't we feel like that in our relationships sometimes? Frustrated, fed up, don't wanna do this no more. And we don't, we know we got communication issues, but we can't figure out how to fix it. Like what, so I'm in the store, how do I fix that? How am I supposed to fix? I can't go in there and tell them to change everything to English. I can't go in there and tell them, make sure when you have expirations date so that I can read it, you have the language that I understand. I can't tell them to put the food in here that I'm used to, right? I am I am the foreigner. I am not native to this land or this place. So who do I think I am that's gonna come up here and start demanding all of these things change? It's another thing we sometimes do in relationships, start dropping a list of things that need to change. And it's like, hold, hold up, hold up. So that method doesn't work. So how do I resolve this problem in a grocery store? In a foreign land with all these things that I cannot change. How do we, in relationships with people who behave in foreign ways that are not native to how we are, change this person, fix this situation? Like, how you do that? You can't. So one of the things that helps fix it is communication and this experience because i just came from the store like about an hour ago and i was like i have to get on here even though i'm I'm on a partial sabbatical i'm not really supposed to be doing lives right now um sorry to my team out there i'm not supposed to be doing this but i had to share this with y'all so y'all won't see me again until probably like i'm doing a live tomorrow but i probably won't be on camera um but I had to share this with y'all because I think it this always works. When the Most High revealed this to me through this experience, I said, this always works if people will do this. 
So how do I fix that? How do I go from having a miserable experience to leaving smiling just about an hour and a half, two hours ago? How? So I ring this, this happened like the time before this one. I go to the, to the register. I ring, I have, I'm the, they're ringing my stuff up. And I'm looking at the guy who's putting my stuff in the bag. And something, which is probably the Ruach, told me to pause. Because, see, we ask for help, but then we don't realize it's right in our face. I can't change this whole store. I can't change this whole thing around, right? But I have a problem, and I need a solution. And we have problems in our relationships, and we need a solution. And sometimes we don't realize the solution is right in your face. It was right there. I just never saw it until the most high stopped me and was like, turn left. Oh, there we go. So what happened was I paid attention to the guy that was bagging my groceries. I asked myself, how much does he probably make in one hour? I realized knowing the statistics of different countries on the continent that it is very, very unlikely that he makes what they make in America minimum wage. Like, not happening, right? So then I started to ask myself, I wonder how he lives, how he pays his bills. I wonder how he, um, and if this was a woman, I would have thought the same thing, but it just happened to be a guy that was, was bagging my stuff. So I was like, I wonder how he survives on this wage i wonder does he have any other jobs i started to ask like i wonder what he needs on a day-to-day -day basis to get up and come to this job and bag my stuff like he really cares about it because some of them have nasty attitudes um some of them won't even speak but this guy and a few other ones and another and like two women that work there they'll usually always speak they don't seem happy they don't seem fulfilled but they'll always speak and just have a very humbling attitude towards me. And I always notate that and I remember that. And I understand at this store, there are often a lot of people who, when they're tourists, they treat them kind of nasty. Like they kind of throw their stuff in the counter. They're like, what are you doing? Like, so I get when they see me, they may think I'm going to behave that way. So I do my absolute best not to treat them that way. Like they don't deserve to be talked to like that. Like you came to their house as far as this is their land, how you, you know? So I'll try not to behave that way. So he's bagging my stuff with such intention. Like he taking it personal, like outside of me, he ain't paying no attention to me, but he's looking at my stuff and he's putting it in the bag. You know, sometimes I hate when they throw my fruit. Cause I'm like, bro, you bruising my fruit. Can you not throw my fruit? Can you not just drop it like that? Like he's, he's calmly and lightly putting the fruit in the bag, you know, the glass, He's making sure he puts the glass in this bag. And then just how I like it, I'm like super organized. So I'm like, put the glass with the glass, put the bread with the bread, put the this with the this, like try to categorize it, right? And he's doing that. And he doesn't have to, all he has to do is just bag it. But he's taking such care of it. And that's when the Most High showed me the solution to communication problems. That's when it hit me like we can try different things, but this always works, right? So the most high is like, I had already asked myself, I wonder what he needs on a day-to-day -day basis. And I actually cared and I actually thought about it. It wasn't just like, 
oh, whatever. I actually, when that I, that question was prompted in my spirit, I actually sat with it while they're ringing up all my stuff for the five-person family household that we have, which is a lot of stuff, right? And by the time I was done, I said, you know what? I'm going to tip him more than what someone in America would make in one hour. And I was like, should I give it to him now or should I see if he walks my stuff outside first? And I'm like, I'm going to just give it to him now, whether he walks walks me outside or whatever with the cart because the stairs and then the, the slide, right? So he he even puts the stuff in the cart the right way. Sometimes they just dropping it, throwing it. I'm like, dang, you know? So he's putting it in there nice and neat. Again, it's not about me. He's not looking at me. He's not even looking for nothing. He don't even know a blessing on the way. This is what the most high be doing for us. He be waiting to see how you're going to act. And you don't even know somebody watching you with a blessing on the way. Like you don't, you don't know who's watching you. You don't know what they want to do for you and what they want to give you. So I pay for my stuff. And then I'm like, whatever he would make an hour in America, I'm going to try to like multiply that by three in an hour. And I'm going to give him that. Now that, to someone here is a lot of money. You know, that's a lot. That might be what he might make in three days. You know what I'm saying? That he just made in 10 minutes, right? So I give him the money and he's like, thank you. Like, oh my gosh. And it's like, usually people don't tip them. You don't really have to tip them. One of my favorite grocery stores in the States is Publix. I love Publix. They would not take tips, but they would always help you like that. Like they, every time I went to Publix, they bagged my stuff. They treated my stuff well. They walked me to the car and they were like, we're not allowed to take tips. And they wouldn't take it. He was doing this and didn't even realize I don't work in the restaurant industry. I don't really get a tip for this, but this is just what I'm doing. Right. So I give it to him. He's kind of a little stunned. He's looking like, wow should I take this? Can I take this? And I'm like, no, just, it's okay. Take it again. Communication barrier, right? We don't speak the same language, but we're communicating right to the point where now I leave that store smiling. And when I go in, they be looking for me, right? Communication don't, ain't always got to be verbal, right? So I give him the money, the tip that he usually doesn't get just from his response. I can tell that not only was it just about the amount but just the fact that somebody did that, that doesn't, you can tell like, this is just my job. I don't, I don't get tips for this. Then he takes the cart. Like I got to take you outside with this, takes my cart. And I don't have to deal with trying to figure out how to get down the stairs. I don't have to deal with, do I choose the stairs and I'm bumping down or do I choose to slide? And I'm like sliding down. I didn't have to do that. I just walk down peacefully, wait for me. The Uber comes and then he puts my bags in the Uber. And so that brings me to today why I left this store smiling and how this can help you in your relationships when you have communication issues. Because look, we don't we didn't speak the same language. We didn't even really say a word. All I really did was say thank you in his language, but we didn't communicate verbally. So let that sit with you as you're listening to this. So um I get in the car or whatever, and I'm just smiling. I'm like, wow, that was like, I'm glad. I love trying to make people's day. I love when I'm at the grocery store and somebody is in front of me 
and they might not have money or I can feel that, you know, I've been there before where my children were very young and I'm like, let me see. Uh, okay. Take that off. Cause I know it's going to come to that. Like I've been there and know how much I would have wanted somebody behind me to be like, I got your bill today. And I'm getting emotional because that never happened for me, but I want to do it for other people because it didn't happen to me. And I know what that could mean. Right. So giving that to him not only made his day, but it made my day. And it gave me the solution to every communication problem that always works. And I'm going to tell you what that is. I did more than I was supposed to. And he followed suit. I did more than I was supposed to. And he followed suit. Now, when I walk in the store, like today, <laughs> I walk in the store today, right? And they're whispering. And I'm like, you would think they're talking about you like in a negative way. Nah, they're like, there she go. That's the girl that get dipped. That's oh, just her. And they're like waiting for me to finish shopping. I have a question. Oh, this, this, this. Is this expired? No, no. Like jumping, like jumping, right? I go to ring my stuff up. I mean, just like on deck, like here, present for me, right? Bagging my stuff up. Um, just kind of jumping for me, right? Again, not communicating with words, right? And the experience in the store since then has been so pleasant, like super pleasant. I don't even be stressed out no more because they look to help me. They're tripping over themselves to help me now. They're like, what do you need? And that is the solution to our communication problems is to not just be aware of what our need is and what our problem is, but with just as much intensity, with just as much care and concern to stop like I did when the Ruach or the Holy Spirit showed me what I wonder what he needs. And then it brought me to, I wonder what he makes in an hour. And then it brought me to, how can I meet that need for him more than what he expected in this hour? And then that's what I did. And now the need, the problem that I had solved. And let me tell you something, not just by him, he done went and told everybody. And so now they know to help me because I helped him because I cared about a need that he had. And, and that's one of the most beautiful things about having discernment because the most high helped me discern what he needed, what he was probably feeling that day, what could have helped him in that hour, right? And so that's what happens when we have communication issues is we're usually so focused on what we need that we can't see what the other person needs. We're not even asking ourselves with true intent and true, true care and concern with the same level of intensity that we want our need met asking what their need is we get caught up and it's complicated because i need this and you need this but i need this and we might not say it that way but that's how we're behaving this gentleman and i had zero verbal communication outside of me saying thank you in his language 
but communication was fixed even despite the language barrier. And where did it come from? The need, the need. So you might be asking yourself, well, what if I do, what happens if I do more, but they don't? Like, what if I do more and then they don't meet my need? You missed the point if that's the question that you're asking. Because doing something just to get something is what we call manipulation. We don't do stuff just so we can get something in return. Sometimes people will reach out to me and they're offering something or they're saying something, but the energy that I feel behind it is like, this is manipulative. It's just about what you're trying to get. You don't really care about me or what I need or seeking to meet some kind of need with me. You just want to get what you need. That's what we call manipulation. When you're only considering a person far enough so that you can get what you need. We don't want to do that even in marriage. I'm going to try to be nice to you today because I want to get some tonight. And then tomorrow I'm going to go back to treating you how I always treat you. I'm not caring about your need. I'm caring about my need. So I treated you or tried to give you what you needed then so I can just get what I wanted. That's manipulation. That's not communication. So this story, if you're asking yourself, well, what if I do more, but they don't, you're asking the wrong question. You're asking the wrong question. The more meaningful question is what, I'm looking at my note because I just want to make sure that I hit this with y'all. When I recognize what I need, this is the more meaningful question. When I recognize what I need, do I also consider with just as much intensity what they might need? When I stood at that register that particular day, overly frustrated trying to shop in a foreign land at a foreign store with words and expiration dates that I can't understand, foods that are not native to my tongue. And I don't know what it is, but I still got to figure out how to feed my family. I had a problem and I had a need. And when I stopped and I, and the, and the most high showed me this person's need, it met mine. It met mine. Now, every time I go to the store, even when he's not there, they don't heard about me and they helped me. So it's not about what if I do more, but I don't get nothing back. That's manipulation. That's not what we want to do. The more meaningful question is, like I said, when I consider my needs, what my problem is, do I, with the same intensity, ask what it is that they need and really care about that? Really care about that, whether I get something in return or not. Because what I'm going to tell you, the perfect model is the Messiah. He was a servant leader. In serving, he made people want to follow him. Well, you are the type of leader in your home that serves, everybody want to do what you need. When you are in business, when I've, when I've been in business over people in uh, positions where I'm over someone and I give them and pay attention to what they need, they always want to do what I need. It's like, oh, sure. That is communication really, really caring about what the other person needs just as much as what you need, right? Just as much. Now, don't get me twisted because now y'all, some of y'all might be sitting here thinking, 
well, especially if you're like an introvert or you are a helper or you're a people pleaser, you consider often what the other person needs. But 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 listen, no, I'll say this. You consider the other person, but you stop there. You don't consider what they need. If you find yourself exhausted all the time from helping people, if you find yourself, uh, you find people pulling you 5,000 different ways, you think it's because you're considering them. But what I'm telling you is you stopped there. You didn't go far enough. You considered them, but you didn't consider what they need. And that particular situation with the story that I, sh I just shared, if you missed it, go back. I considered and asked the most high, what does he need? What does it look like he needs? And then I overgave. But there are situations in my life where the same exact thing has happened. And I asked the most high, what does this person need? And the most high says, under give, pull back. That's what they need. So if you are a people pleaser or an overgiver or a, you know, a helper who finds yourself exhausted, excuse me, find yourself exhausted all the time. This story isn't about you overgiving. It's about you finding what do they truly need? They might need you to stop helping them, especially if you're in a toxic relationship. Because one of the things that happens with toxic people is we feed the sin in them when we overgive. They don't get better, right? So the question is, when I recognize what I need, I also need to consider what they need. And that doesn't always mean giving them more of something. Sometimes it can be, it can mean pulling back. So again, that could be give more, but it could also be give less. And that's a little bit of what my email was talking about today. We, you get what you allow in your life and you teach people how to treat you by the things that you communicate with your behavior and your actions that's not always verbal, right? So in paying attention to what you need, but also what they need and discerning whether you should give more of something or give less of something, setting a boundary like that, I'm doing too much for you. I'm enabling you. I'm not helping you. That's not what you need asking and discerning what that is, the communication issues will be can be fixed and resolved. Not in one day. It is a pattern you have to set. It's a consistent thing that you have to keep doing. And then the communication issues can be resolved. Often our communication issues, like when I went into that store, are not resolved because we're not discerning the true need. So now every time I go in there, I just got a problem. Now every time you talk to the person you're in relationship with, you just got a problem because you're not discerning the true need. Do you need to give more or do you need to give less? This The solution is not always, you know, doing something more for a person. Sometimes what they need is for you to stop helping them, stop giving them something because it just is harming them. So there are people in my life, like I said, that, you know, I go to other stores now, I, I don't get them nothing. I'm like, you ain't giving you nothing. Like, with that, the way you ask them that attitude, like, uh-uh. You know, I'm not going to give you a, a tip and I'm just teaching you that it's okay for you to behave like that. I'm showing you, like, yeah. You know, for some people that might change it and now, but now they're doing it manipulatively because they just want to get something, right? So we have to use, we have to use discernment. But um, ask yourself a question when it comes to communication. Um, 
what need do you need to, what need do you need to, what need requires more attention from you on both sides? Instead of focusing so much on what you need, what is it that the person really needs? What is it that they really need? If they're running over you, if they're disrespecting you, if they're doing whatever, they don't need you to give them more. They don't need you to be there for them more. They don't need you to keep fixing the problem for them. They don't need you to keep doing things for them. That's not what they need. You considered them, but you stopped there. and You didn't consider what they need so that you can discern whether it is doing more or doing less. So I hope that that helped you. I'll look at some of the comments real quick. And then I'll just let y'all know um, if you didn't get my email about why I wasn't doing lives in a minute, I'll let you know. But um, Tiffany Morris says, wow, challenging. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Peace, Latifah. Hey. Uh, Car reacts. Don't look like Eddie. Hey, Eddie. Peace, Eddie. Um, Tiffany Moore says, I love this story. It's so true about communication. There's so many ways to do it. Yeah. And Latifah says, that just hit my soul. Sometimes their need is for you to pull back and it can be twofold as a helper. Yah has been showing me that's what I need as well. Definitely. Definitely. So I thank y'all for tuning in live. I would have not been, if you didn't get my email, I haven't been doing lives as often as I normally do. I normally do like four to five of them in a week to kind of like give y'all a little pick me up, but I haven't been doing them as much because I'm on a partial sabbatical, meaning I'm taking like a part, part rest. So I haven't had dearly beloved sessions um, and they won't resume until August. Um, Truth tribe challenge won't resume until August and my drop-in calls and e-coach me, all that stuff is on pause and I don't have any availability um, until August and I might not have it after that either. I'm not sure yet. I'm still working around some stuff. The only people I'm working with right now um, privately and face-to-face -face are those who were accepted into my Coach Me boot camp. Um, and then we'll be done with that season around September. And then I'm going to be taking a break with that coaching. And then some things will open up. But I've been working on a huge project that I'm really excited about that I can't talk about right now um, behind the scenes in addition to some other things that I've been doing. And so my body commanded a rest um, from helping so many people thinking what people need and what I need. I'm like, okay, I got to pull back. And so I had to pull back even from people that felt they needed me. The ones that I am coaching through my boot camp, that's a commitment and an agreement that I made. So of course I'm not going to stop with them until that season is up. But as far as other people who didn't, I'm not in an agreement with, you know, they have to wait. And they have to learn to depend on the most high or seek him for solutions because I am not a savior. I can't save everybody and I can't keep going, going, going because everybody needs me. Then I can't give you my best. Right. But I hope that this story blessed you. Um, consider what not just what you need, but also what the other person needs. And that could be pulling back. It is not always giving more. But that story today, I thought would be such a blessing to illustrate true effective communication that always works when you consider what the other person needs whether it's giving them more or less it always works and by works i don't mean your relationship is how you want it to be i mean it's healthy 
it works when the communication is healthy. And that might mean you may not talk to them like you, you used to. You may not deal with them or have the relationship that you used to have, but it's healthier for you and for them. So it always works, always works. All right, y'all. I hope that this live blessed you. Stay tuned. Um, going live tomorrow to read it came to pass. And um, some other stuff is coming up. So make sure that you are subscribed if you're not subscribed yet. And make sure you also subscribe to my email list because I usually send information to them that I might not always put on YouTube. Okay? I'm Zara Harrison, helping you remember that love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. Peace, truth, tribe. Thanks for enjoying this podcast. Keep pressing to break free from toxic connections and or mindsets. Subscribe and join my email list at ZaraHarrison.com for more resources. Y'all bless.